listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. In a world where one-size-fits-all medications dominate the pharmaceutical industry, Precision Medicine brings a ray of hope for those seeking customized healthcare. Pharmacists have a unique opportunity to help people in need of specialized testing to ensure medications work as intended. Welcome to PGX for Pharmacists, where we unravel the wonders of precision medicine and its potential to revolutionize the way we approach pharmacy care. Get ready to uncover the secrets behind pharmacogenomics and how it's transforming lives one genome at a time. Hi everyone, my name is Benas Sarami, your host of one of the PGX for Pharmacists podcasts on the largest pharmacy podcast in the nation and one of the top 20 podcasts in genomics globally. If you're new to the podcast, hopefully you're not, I'm a pharmacogenomics medical science liaison and a mentor to pharmacists. Connect with me on LinkedIn so we can start a conversation. PGX for Pharmacists podcast wants to hear from you on how you're impacting patients, payers, or clinicians uh, to move pharmacogenomics towards a standard of care and what you've learned throughout your journey. And I'm Becky Winslow, your co-host for the PGX for Pharmacists podcast. I'm a PharmD with 15 years of clinical pharmacy practice experience and a PGX medical science liaison with a 10-year proven track record of supporting diagnostic laboratories, clinical businesses to achieve their goals. I'm a fierce patient advocate, and I specialize in establishing strong relationships with thought leaders, healthcare providers, and payers to promote pharmacogenomics appropriate use. If you've been listening to Benaz and I, you know my PGX knowledge and experiences complement Benaz's, and that's how we're able to bring our listeners such a comprehensive view of pharmacogenomics beyond what a pharmacist learns in a PGX certificate program. So without any further delay, today we are very excited to have Dr. Abney Santani join us on the podcast. Dr. Santani is a Chief Genomics Officer at Let's Get Checked, an at-home healthcare solution provider. So thank you, Dr. Santani, for joining us today. I'm excited to bring today's topic to our audience, as I know they will appreciate learning how Let's Get Checked has reduced one or more barriers to the clinical implementation of PGX uh, by providing prescribers um, with the tools they need to screen patients and order PGX tests for patients and how uh, non-traditional PGX payers are implementing tele-PGX testing to decrease adverse events, increase therapeutic medication outcomes, and to improve patient adherence to their medications. So, like I said, thanks for joining us. Um, Thank you, Becky. You, Thank you, Benaz, for inviting me. I'm really excited to be here. So, I like we like to start our podcast episodes by having our guest uh, describe for our audience what qualifies you as a PGX expert. Uh, we take a lot of pride in having top-notch information in our podcast. So if you don't mind, could you share your education and work experience in PGX and elaborate for us on your journey in the industry from your first experiences into your current position? Sure. So um, I was born and raised in Mumbai, and I had a bachelor's degree in molecular biology and biochemistry. 
by then I was very interested in, in genetics. And back then, the only route to really do advanced study in clinical testing, which is the route I wanted to go in, was only available abroad. And so I moved to Scotland, Aberdeen, um, for a master's in medical molecular genetics. Uh, following that degree, we moved to Texas A&M University, where I worked with Dr. Panu Chaudhary, who is one of the leaders in equine genomics. My PhD project with him was uh, uh, really studying the Y chromosome, the equine Y chromosome. But even though the focus was on veterinary genomics, what it really allowed me to do is really understand molecular biology, genetics, and uh, it's a y, the Y chromosome is a very difficult chromosome to work with. And if you're mapping it for the first time, uh, it presents very unique challenges. So I learned a lot from that experience, but I was more determined than ever to actually get back to doing patient care. And so I followed that up. I was really fortunate to have uh, an offer to do a fellowship at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. We fondly refer to the institution as CHOP. And uh, so I pursued two fellowships there, both in medical uh, molecular genetics as well as cytogenetics, which is a study of chromosomes. And uh, they asked me to stay on. It was uh, the best 15 years of my life professionally. It's got one of, as you all know, it has, you know, some of the best uh, clinicians in the world. Everybody's trying to do their absolute best for, for kids who really come from all over the world to, to be seen, diagnosed, and treated. So the perfect uh, really ground to expand the reach of genetics uh, all the way into pediatric healthcare. And in, so I was a director of a number of their like genetics initiatives and, and laboratory testing all the way from doing single gene testing to panel-based testing to doing exomes and whole genomes. Uh, and then in parallel, I was a professor of, associate professor of pathology with Penn Medicine, which is more adult-faced. And so I had the opportunity to also see where genetics plays a role in cancer care, uh, as well as pharmacogenomics. So during that time, which was close to about 15 years, we launched multiple PGX endeavors, both in clinical and research settings. I'll, I'll highlight one of them, which was um, a collaboration between CHOP and Penn, uh, and Penn Medicine really led this effort, which was, we all know, I, I know there's a recent podcast actually that in your series that talks about 5FU and DPYD testing. And so our group was involved with essentially looking at implementation barriers for implementing uh, 5-FU testing in, in conjunction with genetic testing and seeing what an impact that could have. So that was one of the projects that we actually started right before the pandemic. It kept going through the pandemic and we faced a, numerous challenges that are unique to that, uh, but it, it turned out really well. Uh, Post-academia, I joined the industry first as a chief medical officer for a genome company called Veritas Genetics. They uh, were really focused on offering proactive health testing for healthy adults. And so as part of that, they were really looking at the whole genome and extracting clinically relevant information. And so pharmacogenomics really was part of that effort. So I oversaw all their clinical affairs, but you know, returning PGX results in a responsible way back to 
a healthy individual, really preemptive testing in this case, uh, was really fun to, you know, sort of see in motion. And then finally, now that I'm part of Let's Get Checked, which was the next company I've joined as a chief genomics officer, I'm responsible for the, the strategy, the direction, and implementation of all our genetics initiatives. And I'll, I'm happy to share more about the company itself. Um, we have, I'm really excited about this, and this is why we are here to talk about this, which is the introduction of my PGX. It's a comprehensive pharmacogenomics product that was launched by Let's Get Checked recently. And it's available to both uh, healthcare providers, uh, self-insured employers and health plans. And so really excited to see where this product goes, especially right now where pharmacogenomics, I think is really kicking off into high gear. So I have high hopes for the future. <laughs> yes. Well, needless to say, we do too. Uh, we've been um, hammering away at pharmacogenomics for quite a while now, trying to increase awareness and, and advocate for it. So I really appreciate you qualifying yourself as a PGX expert. Um, your background is so interesting and, you know, how you landed where you are today. Um, let's, let's talk about Let's Get Checked broadly um, and its mission broadly. And then if you'll introduce my PGX and how my PGX plays into the broad uh, mission of Let's Get Checked. Yeah, sure. So Let's Get Checked is really a global healthcare solutions company. It was founded by our CEO, Peter Foley. And it was founded with the mission, which is a very simple mission. We want to empower individuals with information about their own health by making this as easy as possible. And the foundation of Let's Get Checked was first built with diagnostics. But over time, this company has now expanded to providing not only an expanded diagnostics test menu, but we also offer health insights. We have a clinical team uh, that is um, clinicians, nurses, MDs, pharmacists, pharmacogenomic specialists, genetic counselors, dietitians, really like, you know, interdisciplinary strong clinical team that offers us, offers virtual consultations. We have a e-pharmacy that can do prescriptions. So really the mission now is to um, make access to our own healthcare decisions as accessible as possible. Let's get checked wants to do that by facilitating this access through technology. And then our next goal, which we have been working on for years, is scaling this accessibility so that we can leverage technology and automation to really make this broadly available. And uh, today we've served over 10 million clients. We work with uh, over 300 corporate clients. These includes number of really large healthcare systems as well as major health plans. So I'm really excited to be part of this company. I think we're we're really since it launched before the pandemic, the timing of you know the gaps we saw that were exacerbated by the pandemic. Uh, we, you can really see how the technology that has been built here can really help with health equity and facilitating more easier access to healthcare in general, not just diagnostics, but more uh, more sort of in a rounded way, a, a more unique rounded healthcare experience. Well, your mission sounds great and I love what you guys are doing. Um, you know, many barriers exist to the universal clinical implementation of PGX data and 
PGX becoming the standard of care and medication therapy management. Um, quite honestly, that's how I've remained employable <laughs> over the last 10 years in pharmacogenomics is by helping to solve some of those problems or help reduce or remove those barriers. Um, and I think we're all of us are probably familiar with the major barriers to pharmacogenomics uh, reaching its potential. And, you know, those include a uh, prescriber's lack of knowledge about PGX, and that includes uh, for whom they should order the test. Mm -hmm. And um, I think very important to point out is um, how to manage the medications utilizing that PGX data, you know, once the results come back. And mm -hmm. of course, of course, there's payer coverage and reimbursement for testing. Um, and then, you know, there's some discrepancy between professional societies such as CPIC and government organizations uh, like the FDA, you know, regarding when and how to manage medications using PGS guidelines. Um, and certainly last but not least, that's the integration of PGX data into the electronic medical record so that that information is not siloed um, and so that it's readily available at the most important, most important uh, steps in managing medication therapy. So could you give us or walk us through some specifics on you know, how does Let's Get Checked address these barriers to adop adoption um, while simultaneously, you know, not uh, increasing PGX barriers such as PGX information silos? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So when I joined the company about three years ago, uh, I was immediately aware, as you were saying, Becky, there, there are some very traditional barriers that just cover the field of genetics in terms of implementation. And then there are very specific barriers that you refer to that affect pharmacogenetics in moving forward effectively. I could see where the infrastructure and the specific teams Let's Get Checked has in place. And I could see the vision of like where we could go with this if it was leverage correctly. So I'm just going to use some examples to address some of the points you made and, and highlight what the product building experience was. So Let's Get Checked is, has a terrific interdisciplinary team in place all the way from, let's assume there's a strong genetic medicine team, right? Because almost every genetics company out there that's doing PGX really dives deep into content and making sure the right genes, the right variants are in place and looking at the right um, databases like CPIC and PharmGKB. So but as a given, we, we are going to highlight that, yes, there is a strong precision medicine team at Let's Get Checked. It's um, the director of precision medicine is Dr. Brownwin Remy, and she spent years, decades of her life studying pharmacogenetics specifically and is an excellent advocate for, for the utility of this test for patients. But what was really obvious is just having a fabulous genetic test is not enough. Our, our ability to do pharmacogenomics at scale where it meets their needs of three stakeholders, the client is either it's a health, health plan, a provider, or a healthcare system, or an employer. And then our stakeholder is the patient, of course, because we want to do what's best for the patient. 
And third, we want to make sure the economic models are in place so that the test can be reimbursed in a way because none of this can be, it's not a, we're not in a socialist system. <laughs> we need to be a business-minded approach to make sure, is this affordable, accessible? Do they understand what the results mean? And so there were so many friction points here and our product team's whole job is to understand the current friction points in our current healthcare system and then build solutions around them to reduce some of these friction points. Uh, so there is a very strong technical team that's focused on just removing these barriers to care. And I'll, I'll provide some of the examples to you in a second. In addition, there is a strong privacy security compliance team. And that's because anytime we discuss genetics, the first few questions are what is gonna to happen to my data? Who is gonna get access to it? You know, If I'm an employee, what does this mean for my employer? So we want to make sure there are enough tools in place that our customers are reassured about how seriously we take into account their privacy and security of data. And then there are access barriers that are external to us that are more countrywide, more institutional, as you mentioned, education of PGX testing. How do we make sure clinicians know that this test is available and what this test can do? as well as making sure once the results are back, they have access to the right individuals who can help them make informed management decisions. So when the product was being built, you really nicely highlighted you know, all the implementation barriers we see. And these were exactly the points that we had in our list when the product was at a infant stage when we're just sketching out what this is gonna look. So now that the product's launched, the test itself is comprehensive. It's not targeted to any one indication, but it is across um, multiple therapeutic areas representing 800 million prescriptions and covers about 200 million patients based on the medications that we see in the United States right now. Um, so one of our concerns was we make it too specific, then the utility at the population health level gets limited, if it's too broad, payers are concerned about how this is going to be utilized. So this was like striking the balance between the two and saying we need to make it usable so that all these different stakeholders, self-insured employers, health plans, as well as healthcare providers find use here. And in addition to that, one of our um, other barriers that we've seen is lack of enough clinical validity and utility data to support payer reimbursement. And this as a, it's, it, I've, and we have been in so many conversations. So, and I would, so I'd say the, the, one of our goals is to continue to engage with payers to really actively advocate for the use of PGX testing, including them in the conversation to really understand the best way to demonstrate some of this data in a format that is acceptable to them, such as randomized controlled trials to show outcomes, uh, showing the savings that are as a result of PGX and documenting that in a way that they would find useful. So we've had many such conversations and we continue to have them. Um, and we are participating in some professional organizations, including um, PGRN, CPIC, et cetera, so that we can advocate both from the policy level, study level, as well as advocacy. Wow. 
Um, the third piece, as you uh, talked about, I'm just making my notes here, looking at my notes here, was uh, clinician awareness, okay? That is that is a genetics-wide problem in many ways for, for me to address when we were getting into this for Let's Get Checked, which is a lot of us are find genetics extremely complex and the results when presented to a clinician who is not deep into genetics, it, it's hard to understand what do I do now with these results? Most uh, traditional genetic tests are more black and white, like positive, negative, I want to say. Pharmacogenomics is so interesting because almost all of us, as you know, we're going to have a finding. Whether it's relevant to a medication we take or not is unclear, but 99% of us are going to have a finding that could be considered as an actionable pharmacogenomics variant. And so it's really important that clinicians then are ready to take that on because every patient they'll order this on will have something for them to review, right? And I'd say the best, the best um, specialty that can really support clinicians to do what's the next best thing, which is how do I make informed medication management decisions based on these test results? It's a pharmacist, a pharmacist who understands pharmacogenomics, medications, and how these results can actually influence actionable changes for the patient. And that's the link that I think. As I was telling you, there are multiple genetics labs doing PGX testing, multiple yeah. hospitals. We, we don't always close that loop and I'm not pointing out anyone, right? Yeah. And uh, so at the product level, when we were looking at this, this was what this step of the workflow, which what we call is clinical decision support. We felt this was critical even in the launch of our MVP. So MVP is minimum viable product. And we could have just stopped where the genetic results are just, you know, available to a clinician. But the the team, and this is an interdisciplinary team from commercial to product to tech to geneticists, we've all felt very strongly that it doesn't take you to the finish line. And so we have a team of uh, pharmacists who are who have educated themselves on pharmacogenomics. We also have a pharmacist who is a pharmacogenomics specialist. Um, who has a master's in 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 this uh, field, and they were instrumental in identifying the best clinical decision support workflow. So the way it works at Let's Get Checked would be once um, a member or a physician is ready to order the test, there's a lot of education information available on online just for them to understand what the results, what the test means, what is the workflow. How will the results be accessible to them? What happens to them? It's all in your user experience. So you, they really don't have to hunt around for information as part of their user experience. And so any questions they have about the test, privacy, security, what the results mean, how they can share this with the clinicians, it's all upfront here. Um, uh, basically, initially, when the test, before the test is even being ordered. Once the test is ordered, one of uh, the Let's Get Checks model that I'm particularly proud of is it's all at-home testing. You don't have to go through this friction of like driving to the nearest, you know, provider's office, looking for parking, trying to get blood drawn, getting, making sure it was shipped. There's, there's so much friction and I'm a, I'm a mother. I have 
two children. I'm like constantly doing these other activities outside my job. I've got no time to do, go somewhere and get my blood drawn for a PGX test. So we said, make it easy. Have the kids show up at home. It's a simple swab. They pop it back into a box and it's shipped back. So you remove all that friction related to just getting the test ordered, right? Making time in your life. Uh, and of course, you can do this at any time of the day, weekend, whenever you like it, giving far more flexibility to our patients. And then as part of that experience, once the member um, uh, goes through the specimen return, the lab within a week has the results ready, it's all available on an online portal for them to review. And then this is where the clinical decision support kicks in, which is uh, almost immediately our, our clinical team will reach out to the member or the employee or the patient, whatever we want to call this, and we'll make sure that they are aware that the genetics results have been released. And in addition, this is what the results mean for them and um, suggesting to them that their healthcare provider reach out to us and making sure that the their healthcare provider has access to our pharmacy team. So providing clinical decision support reports to the healthcare provider and then also being available to for peer-to-peer -peer support so that our pharmacists can speak to them at that level and help them make decisions, answer any questions. So that is all a technology-based workflow. And the reason I mentioned that is it removes all the logistical issues we see in, in our traditional workflow. And, and it helps and engages both doctors and physicians to uh, and the member to really actively take part in now making changes to their health. So that's a that's a I would say the product journey, the experience that we are really excited about. Now, a stakeholder here is also the corporate client, our health plans or employers. And this is going back to the value of PGX, right? So we have a strong data science team. Now, let's say we do this at scale and we do this for a health plan. Now there's a strong data science team that can say, here is here is what that this meant. Here was here is what this meant pre-implementation, what the patient population was, and how many, um, I don't know, thousands of dollars, millions of dollars that were saved after this program was implemented. And here were some of the changes in outcomes. And so our team is not only focused on ensuring the results make it back to the right, at the right place at the right time, but then looking at this from a more you know, 30,000 foot perspective, what did this mean when the population health level? How did this change outcomes data? Yeah. And then making sure we can start to publish some of this in a way that we can uh, inform the rest of the community and then leverage this with peers, which is the only way to really do this is peer reviewed publications, right? Like that's the best way to get this message across to them. So strong focus with our, in partnership with our data science team to to enable that piece. And then finally, you mentioned EHR systems. This is the bane of every large PGX product and project and a major implementation barrier. This was probably the very first thing we got out of the way in many ways, which is ensuring that our tech, tech team, and it's a very strong um, tech team at Let's Get Checked, was aware that this was pretty much uh, an immediate requirement that would be, um, that we would face with almost every major corporate client we would work with. 
So we are ready to do it. That's all I would say here is we understand every integration is a challenge and it's a resourcing issue from the end of the, actually from the receiving end. So the clients yes. we work with, they have a long pipeline of projects and PGX is somewhere in the queue and you, you have to make sure that somebody from their group is advocating it to be to the front yes. of the queue, right? Um, but once that is done, once that barrier is met, our team is absolutely uh, very interested, invested, and has the right uh, toolkit to ensure that this integration with VHR systems happens. I'm I'm not your resident technical epic expert, but I can tell you, <laughs> yes. we have people in our group who is who do that. <laughs> well, that's you know that's the great thing about working. Um, like a lot of pharmacists try to do pharmacogenomics consulting, uh, you know, as an individual. Um, and what we like to express to those pharmacists is how much more impactful they can be if they work within a company such as Let's Get Checked, where they can, you know, have all the other team members, mm -hmm. like you were describing, the technology, um, you know, commercial, that they're able to make a, a larger impact than, than they might be able to do as a single person uh, doing consulting for pharmacogenomics, you know, test results. So I love that you brought that out, um, you know, that we're all experts in our field and we don't have to know it all because we have team members <laughs> who yeah. are experts in other areas and, you know, they can bring that expertise to the table to make the mission happen. I guess is a, a good way to describe it. That, um, and as, as you mentioned, Becky, right? Like, it, I don't think it's also sufficiently appreciated what a strong role pharmacists can play in, in other future implementation projects related to PGX. Like traditional genetic testing labs have sort of a very traditional job roles and job descriptions. In, but in the case of pharmacogenomics, we can't really be effective here without having this knowledge with with having a knowledge gap here, meaning we do need embedded pharmacists in order for us to be successful at pharmacogenomics because and it's it starts from the very beginning, like content. We had pharmacists who were involved with even deciding what the content was going to be in our in our um, in our lab. And looking at the evidence guideline, it was not just up to the geneticist in our team, it was a joint effort. And then they were heavily involved all the way from the product flow, the member experience, the, the script that we're going to use to speak to our patients, how we are going to actually talk to them about this. Like, we obviously don't want the patient to unilaterally change their medications when they see a PGX report. We'd like them to understand this can only be done under their the advice of their prescribing provider. And so pharmacists were so useful to, to help us identify the most responsible way to roll out a product like this and then ensuring the right clinical decision support systems were in place. And we were able to advise physicians uh, and documenting a lot of this appropriately. So I agree with you. I think uh, I think I hope pharmacists listen to this and, and appreciate that, you know, this is it's not a traditional job description, right? Working in a genetic testing lab or a healthcare solutions company. And, uh, but it opens up all these avenues for them where they could be making an impact at a much larger scale, as you said. 
Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, I started out when I started out 10 years ago, I was doing more of the one one person consulting, trying to help a laboratory, uh, trying to educate physicians about, um, you know, how to incorporate the test results into a medication therapy management consult. Um, and I learned that I could have a larger impact by helping to solve, you know, more problems within PGX. And I've been very, very fortunate to be an innovative thinker, um, a non-traditional uh, career path in in the industry, in PGX. And I've been very fortunate to work with companies such as, not with Let's Get Checked, but such as Let's yeah. Get Checked, who recognize the value you know, of having a firm D on the team, the mm -hmm. insight that we can bring. Um, and you know, not just to pharmacogenomics, but also to other medication therapy management related laboratory testing. Absolutely. Um, you know, mm -hmm. the field is ever expanding and the opportunities are great um, for PharmDs to add that knowledge and experience and in all the areas that you talked about and, and, and even more. So I love that you brought that out and I appreciate you giving that shout out to, you know, PharmDs and their value within, within this industry. So there's one thing I wanted to ask you and, um, Hopefully you can, uh, you know, clarify this for our audience. Can you tell me, you know, what yeah. role do your, what role do your pharmacies play in Let's Get Checked? And are, you know, do they, are they involved in the pharmacogenomics process or, you know, are they involved in other processes? Yeah, so we, we acquired a uh, uh, e-pharmacy a few years ago, so we do have, uh, pharmacists who are just traditionally, you know, doing prescriptions and making sure the prescriptions are being sent to the right patient. And they're part of uh, a larger interdisciplinary clinical team, but are one of our senior pharmacists, and uh, we have one more who is a pharmacogenomics uh, specialist. They have been very involved from the beginning with uh, determining the content of the PGX test itself. So really ensuring that the medications that we are providing information on are supported with the correct evidence from CPIC and PharmGKB. So we, we had them as well as some consulting pharmacogenomics specialists review that, um, the content with us as a sanity check. Uh, from then on, every marketing material that was related to PGX and um, was it was really getting into the details of which medications, which therapeutic areas. And so the current test is informing on multiple therapeutic areas, but I'd strongly highlight cardiovascular management, behavioral health, and pain management. And so really doing all that analysis over what is the real world utility of this test? How many prescriptions does it impact? How many, what's the current spend in the US for these medications? All of that data was really done by uh, gathered by our by our pharmacists who are were obviously very knowledgeable in the process. And then finally, how do we return results back to the patient? How do we align with the clinician to have a peer to peer consultation? What is that workflow going to look like? And then actually doing those interactions. That is all our that that's our pharmacists who are who are doing that. Not in traditional genetics labs. 
that is usually done by genetic counselors. But for my PGX, we sort of made a deliberate decision to have only pharmacists involved during this process. And that's because as, as you and I have discussed right now, I feel like that's a critical piece of where the utility of PGXs breaks down if you don't think of the logistical friction and the issues that, that exist in terms of, I got the test result for my patient, I don't know what to do next with this. So for us, it was critical that we do as much as possible with the right expertise in place here so that we don't mm -hmm. exacerbate those issues. As you were saying, let, let's not make the problem worse. Let's try to <laughs> remove right. barriers. So the pharmacies, um, because I believe uh, your platform also uh, has a network of pharmacies and you guys can dispense medications um, as well through your platform. That's um, correct. Do you guys integrate the pharmacogenomics test results into the pharmacy? So just for example, if a, a patient who had a pharmacogenomics test result with you guys um, went to get a prescription filled through your pharmacies, you know, is there a screening, I guess you could say, a drug gene screening um, within that pharmacy system, as well as drug, drug and drug, et cetera? Um, are you guys implementing at your pharmacies um, or... Is that a consideration, future aspiration? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. It's a great question. So I'll I'll go, I'll answer the question with a sort of a longer response, which is I mentioned earlier when I joined the company, I was super excited about the various solutions they had and their infrastructure. And so part of that was like an integrated health insights. So I'm going to use the example of familial hypercholesterolemia as a condition and then we can route it back to your question. So if let's say of me, myself, I have a strong family history of FH and cardiovascular disease, I could theoretically leverage Let's Get Checks entire test menu, not just the diagnostic test, but the whole infrastructure to start with saying, I want to know what's going on and then I want it checked, treated. So that includes access to the first test, which is just HDL, LDL testing, right? So it's integrating just clinical chemistry with genetic testing. So in addition, I get my genetic test done for risk to familiar hypercholesterolemia because my LDL results came out really high. But then I really want to know, okay, but how does this impact my management, which is where the third test comes in pharmacogenomics. And then based on the results, we integrate that, as you were saying, within our pharmacy, if that's what a client wants and says, here is what this means, here is here are your health insights, and here are some changes. And oh, by the way, if you'd like, we can send you a cholesterol kit every six months to see if these prescriptions based on the pharmacogenomics results are actually effective in reducing your cholesterol. So you don't have to wait to schedule your you know, blood draw at the next time, it's just regularly getting done and tested. Oh, and by the way, you can look at all this online and share these results with your healthcare provider. So that's the vision. So in an indirect way, I'm answering your question, which is uh, most patients can't have this experience, but this is what Let's Get Checked can do. And our infrastructure is very modular. I think Lego blocks and so depending on the client, our vision is to do exactly what you were describing. And then we meet the needs of the client. So either they want 
all of this in one place? If so, we can do that. And if some of them, especially in PGX, we've had a bunch of different requests. And so we are able to meet the needs of all our corporate clients. If some of them just want the genetic testing done so that their pharmacists can deal with clinical decision support, we have said, fine, we'll integrate the data with your, with your EHR system. Or they have said, we'd like you to do everything up to clinical decision support and capture data insights. So we're also able to do that. But really the holy grail is what you mentioned, which is starting with like a problem and then seeing it all the way to treatment and then checking biomarkers again and again to see if the change is actually good. Interesting question. I'm, I'm glad you asked me this question. <laughs> well, I asked that question because um, as a PharmD working with uh, laboratories, I see um, some short-sightedness um, that they don't maybe uh, fully uh, grasp the impact that they can have um, by offering a this like a closed loop system like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Everything from diagnostic to uh, chemistry to medication therapy management with the PGX and then, you know, the follow up afterwards. Um, and I think that uh, a lot of, of laboratories could learn a lot from what you guys have done, because uh, being able to offer either uh, the pieces of the puzzle, like you described, or the entire puzzle yeah. uh, to a client is just priceless. Yeah. And uh, so that's uh, part of what I've tried to help uh, the vendors that I've worked with to see, um, you know, to think beyond the laboratory, in other words, mm -hmm. and, and think about more about being a population health partner, management partner, um, and, you know, thinking beyond the, a laboratory test, I guess. Um, Agreed. Is, exactly. Is, exactly. Is a good way to summarize it. So that's the kind of thing that gets me really passionate. And, <laughs> um, you know, like you said, you can have the best, you can have the best PGX test in the world. It can be the most comprehensive or the, or very focused. It doesn't matter if it's not impactful. Um, and, you know, if you're not offering value, uh, to that end client. Um, and part of that is, is helping to close some of those loops, um, beyond, yeah. beyond the test. Exactly. And one of the loops that we haven't touched on, but I want to make sure I highlight it is, you know, health equity right now is front and center of every conversation. I'm sure Becky, you've thought a lot about it and it goes back to this test again. It's like, we have a number of groups who are doing some amazing job at genetic testing, but these workflows that we have set up are just traditionally been set up to marginalize, not on purpose, but they have ended up just underserving these historically marginalized communities. And so one of our strong sort of um, strengths, uh, areas of focus, we've talked a lot about it. If you look up health equity and let's get checked or social determinants of health and let's get checked, you'll see there's a lot of content from our medical team on this subject. And this workflow that I just described was also leveraged because we were motivated by addressing this. Now, of course, technology can solve all of these problems and we're not claiming to solve all of them, but we are 
keeping this front and center as these solutions are being made. Health and equity is front and center of every product that we are developing right now for genetics. Well, I mean, what I've heard you say uh, throughout this conversation is that you are meeting the patients where they are. Exactly. Yep. And, you know, having me having worked in direct patient care uh, throughout the years, you know, patients, anything we can do to make the process simpler for them and meet them where they are is going to make healthcare equal for them. Um, I grew up in a rural impoverished town, you know, in North Carolina, and they likely would not have this opportunity in that small town if it weren't for a platform, you know, such as this, where mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you live. Um, we can get the product to you. We can get the service to you. And that's really, you know, um, platforms such as this are what are going to make the difference in social determinants of health as far as geography, especially. Agreed. So, Agreed. yes. So, um Love what you guys are doing. I really appreciate you joining us today. Um, So much great information for our audience. And I would like to offer them the opportunity, you know, should they want to get in touch with you to learn more, um, you know, hey, can I bend your ear? I would love that, of course. (laughs) So uh, thanks for having me, first of all, Becky. I really enjoyed our conversation. Our audience would like to reach us. We are available at b2b solutions at let's get checked.com so it's uh the letter b for boy the number two and then another letter b so b2b solutions at let's get checked.com or you can reach me at a santani at let's get checked.com i love talking about genomics i love talking about pharmacogenetics testing and i adore people who are passionate about this subject and making this accessible in our in our field and so please don't hesitate to reach out to me and thank you everyone for tuning in we do a lot of pgxing here pgx science the clinical application and business and we hope you learned something today we love to hear from you what can we teach you drop us a message on linkedin and let us know and please don't forget to share this link um to this podcast episode so everyone can tune in and listen to PGX for Pharmacists podcast. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also visit us on PGX4, the number four, rx.com to listen to all our episodes. Thanks for your interest in PGX and for spending some time with us. Please share this podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For all of our episodes, please visit pgx4rx.com. That's pgx4rx.com.